Welcome back to the Thoughtful Dad Podcast, co-hosted by Wesley Schantz and Joe Worthy. We hope you've been enjoying our take on fatherhood and the liberal arts, learning that is appropriate to free time and free people, a perspective universally available now thanks to media, be it YouTube, podcasts, but what do we do with all this stuff? The challenge is using leisure time wisely, finding time for it in the first place. Quiet space, reading and listening as if we were reading a book, though we're probably not, and of seeking wisdom, so difficult to measure, but no harder than being a dad. Hey folks, welcome to the Thoughtful Dad Podcast. I'm Joe. I'm Wesley. And we're two thoughtful dads most of the time. So today, coming coming back to you on a nice, sunny, at least where I'm at, Sunday afternoon. Not sunny where Wesley's at. It's Sunday morning and it is snowing hard here. Yeah. I'm even thinking about going to the park after this because it's so sunny. I mean, it's like 40 degrees, but the sun sort of like cancels that out and makes it bearable, you know? Yeah. Like, And it's good to get people out and of course... Uh, got to, especially if you've been sick, get out yeah. of the house. Yeah. Got to get out. Um, so, but before that, uh, we're, we're going to give some updates on potty training on Shelly being sick ish, Jojo getting over his sickness, soccer skills and um, other meal prep things. And, uh, also if my phone goes off, we are waiting for maybe the doctor to call. Cause she called us yesterday Oh, and we missed it. So my ringer's on. So sorry about that. And um, we're also uh, going to review some movies that we would want our kids to watch from our childhood or not watch. Right. We're going to do a little Am I the Asshole? And then for our leadership section, we're going to talk about consistency, the power of consistency, physically, spiritually and mentally. It matters, people. Um, You got to be consistent in all three. So how goes it, West? It's a tough one. I, I've been all over the place lately. I've been uh, trying to rebalance things a little bit here because I think we've talked about how we're getting ready for another kid and I want to, you know, do a decent job on stuff for work before that happens and leave everything in a good place. But that entails like extra effort and time that I am then taking away from being at home and doing the things I have to do at home. So it's tricky right now. Consistency would be nice. I am aiming for it. I'm not quite there. What about you? What's new? Well, um, it's been uh, a great week, I think. It's been kind of a a bit of a blur. Lots, Lots going on. We're going through some changes in the house where, uh, well, we, we switched up Shelly's room. We got our two twin beds. Oh, cool. Uh, she was always falling out of her toddler bed. She sleeps very wild. And so we realized it was time for her to, to upgrade. So um, that was nice. But it came with its challenges, which we will um, talk about. We finally got a handle on JoJo's skin issue after going back to our pediatrician and then getting referred to dermatology in a same-day appointment. A whole day spent on Jojo's skin. Um, but things are looking up. He looks so much better. Um, so hopefully no, no, no more itchy Jojo, um, (laughs) on the, no, no itchy Jojo, no, no itchy Jojo (laughs) on the podcast, but he is so much better. But then, um, we also decided to add 
some more things on and like really hunker down on Shelly's potty training. Right. So as Jojo's skin was clearing up and we were getting out of one crisis, we were like, let's just add another, you know, let's get this potty training done. And the reason behind it is we obviously care about her feelings. We care about her readiness and we, and we feel like she has most of the signs, most of the signs of ready. Right. The thing is, is that this summer, there are a lot of things that she wants to do and we want her to do that she needs to be able to say, I need to go to the bathroom to do. Right. And so this is uh, something that she doesn't, Shelly doesn't know that she needs, but she really needs, but she is making it hard. She is stubborn. She's stubborn. This morning, this morning, right? I knew, like, we know she can hold it, right? We know she can choose when she wants to go, okay? Because I knew she needed to go poop, right? Because she was going to her mom and she's like, mom, get out of here. Get out of here, right? Okay. And I'm like, oh, you got to poop, right? So I'm like, let's go sit on the potty. And she's like, I don't want to sit on the potty. I don't want to sit on the potty. So I get her to sit on the potty. She's like, it's gone. The poop's gone, right? (laughs) I'm like, I'm sure. And then I heard a little toot. Like I heard a little two come out. I'm like, Shelly, I know you have to go potty. Just go. What's wrong? And she's like, poops are scary. I'm like, I don't think so. You know, in the scale of scary (laughs) things, mm. (laughs) they're not, their poops aren't scary. So she, you know, she rolled me out. I'm like, all right, well, if you have to poop though, you just let me know. Right. Mm -hmm. I swear to God, Wesley. Famous last words. (laughs) She gets off the potty. Right. Maybe. 30 seconds later, walks her little butt underneath the table and starts to take a poop underneath Uh, the table in private, right? Not only is it poop, but like her sickness, her sickness, we think she's having some side effects from her antibiotics. It's diarrhea. So it's going out of the training pants and into the, onto the floor. I'm like, I knew you had to poop. I knew it. (laughs) And the thing is that she's holding it until she gets off the potty. Yeah. And she's doing her thing. So it's, oh, it's, no. it's a lot to add, um, to add to it. I'm especially tired. Oh, um, well, I don't know. I feel fine, but, um, that's not I've convincing. Been, yeah. <laughs> I've been worried because I had Jojo last night. Mm-hmm. So I had Jojo, but she, Shelly got these, these new twin beds, right? There's two in her room because, um, sometimes her cousin Napoleon comes over with his mom and has to do nursing school. Mm-hmm. And like he's sick of sleeping on a cot on the floor. Understandable, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's he may be a tiny bit sto- spoiled, but we're also like, yeah, that reads, you know, like you know. So we Shelly needs to upgrade, so you know you can upgrade too. So there's two twin beds in there now, right? Good. And I was concerned about the smell in Shelly's room after we opened up the beds, right? Like um, the new bed smell. The new bed smell. Yeah, because it seemed really intense for me, right? So. Shelly woke up a little early yesterday morning and like, she's so cute. Like, I'm like, what is she saying on her camera? Right. Mm -hmm. And she was saying, oh, I spit up a little bit, you know, because when Jojo spits up, (laughs) she's like, we're like, oh, you spit up a little bit. And she, and she's just in there by herself. She's like, oh, I spit up, you know? Yeah. Well, then I go back in there later to, to do the, cause I just did one bed and then, you know, two nights ago and I was going to do the next bed last night. And I realized she had sort of puked not like a, a lot of puke but she puked on her bed and i'm like mm. i wonder if it's from all these gases because i'm like this mm-hmm. smell is just like really off-putting for me so while i was doing the 
the next bed, um, I opened up all the windows in her room to get airflow. And then we put the next mattress on there, right? And I was like, I don't know about this. So when I when I put JoJo, and she's been asking for a lot of water at night, right? Mm. So when I put so when I so when me and Mel passed off JoJo, I went up to Shelly's room and I went to check on her. She's like, Can I have some water? And the smell is like, no, nah, I you know, I'm like this, like my my spidey senses were going off, like this isn't right. Look, you're just gonna sleep with me tonight. You okay. know what I mean? Because like I don't like I don't know if it's it could be a lot of things, but like sure. we will at least eliminate this thing. Sure. You know? <laughs> and so she came to sleep with me and then Mel went on Jojo D. Of course, Jojo goes straight to sleep for Mel and Mel's out. And and then I put Shelly in there and she, Shelly's up. She just wants to talk all night. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Sleep over. Trying to get her uh... to talk. Um, and then, of course, now Shelly's potty, potty watch is going off. So I need to text Mel. No. Okay. The potty oh, so watch. you got a potty watch. That's yes, good. A potty watch. Um, and and Shelly just wants to talk about everything, right? And she doesn't want to, she's very independent. We've gone over this. She doesn't want to sleep with me, right? She wants to sleep in her room. Of course. But like, I'm like, you can't sleep in your room tonight. I just don't, I I'm not, I didn't tell her, I didn't think it was safe. But in my head, I'm like, I don't think it's safe. So me, me and Mel talk mm. about it, we're like, okay, maybe this is the best idea. And so Shelly wants to talk about Max and how mm. she doesn't like him very much. I was like, why don't you <laughs> like Max? Like, so we're sitting up, it reminded me of like, you know how like when you have a sleepover when exactly. you're a kid? <laughs> Just, like, just oh, hash oh, out every little yeah. thing. <laughs> she's like, I don't like Mac. I'm like, why don't you like Mac? She's like, he's always on my bed. And then when I tell him to get off, sometimes he doesn't get off. Oh. And, and he smells funny. I'm like, okay. She's like, yeah. She's like, you want to go downstairs? I'm like, no, Shelly, we're going to stay up here. She's <laughs> like, well, where's mom? I'm like, uh, mom's sleeping. She's like, oh, is she going to come sleep up here? I was like, no, not tonight. You know, like it's mom's turn to to be with JoJo. She's like, oh, well, can she come? Just, I'm like, no. She's like, okay. And she's like, do you wanna do you wanna play? I'm like, no, we're gonna go to sleep. <laughs> she's like, okay. <laughs> and so and so I had to be like, okay, how about we watch a little bit of Trash Truck, right? Ooh. You know, watch some Trash Truck. Watch one episode of Trash Truck, then we'll go to sleep. She's like, great idea, Dad. I'm like, okay. And so <laughs> watched it, and then like. Oh, so not a very restful night for really yeah. tough to so change all the routines up. And then, yeah, well, at least you got some cute conversation out of it. Mm-hmm. That's right now. William's in a phase where he's asking why over and over about That's everything. Good. Yeah. So we're in that why phase right now. And uh, no, but he's been doing a great job. We we gave him the option of um, sleeping on his toddler bed or getting a bunk bed set of, mm. you know, like twin beds. And he, mm. he wanted the bunk beds. And so he's got those in there. Nice. And, but we still have the toddler bed uh, like underneath the lower bunk. So it mm-hmm. can slide out when he wants a break from the big bed. Yeah. And sometimes when he's sick and stuff, he wants the bed just on the floor, his toddler bed. He also likes to sleep on the floor sometimes, just like on the carpet. But I think it's important, yeah, to, to let the kids have a say on that kind of stuff. The smell thing, at least she's on the same wavelength with you. Like you're concerned about smells. She's concerned about smells, just different yeah. smells. <laughs> yeah. That's smell. The dog, right? Just to be clear, this is a dog right. we're talking about. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I, I feel like as far as potty training, we had a, a bit of a battle getting started with that. With William, we started him 
peeing outside, actually. That was like the lowest barrier um, mm. where he would go and pee on the tree over the summer. And then from there, we had like the little squatty potty thingy, um, just like in the dining room. So it was always there. And we could just like quickly bring him over to it when he needed to go. And we tried like taking away the diaper so that he would be more inclined to, to use the potty. Uh, his daycare got really mad about that. So we put the training pants back on mm-hmm. for a while um, until he kind of figured it out. It took a little while, but he didn't like fight it after that, I feel like, because he was he was seeing the benefits, right? And and the big thing we held out for him was once you're potty trained really well, then we can fly on the plane to visit friends in Phoenix. Mm. And so that was, I think, like you said, if there's stuff that she really wants to do that requires being potty trained or that you can justify as requiring it then that can be useful to like motivate and get get their buy-in on it it's it's not 100 percent like he still wears his pull-ups to bed at night and sometimes he'll like really not want to get out of bed and so he'll pee in them sometimes uh when he's awake in the morning but before he gets out of bed it's a little tricky but I'll take that. Like, we're not going to fight that battle per se just yet. We're just going to yeah. kind of let that one. Just a little older. Ride for now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think with him, he's like really proud of pooping. So he never had like the fear of pooping thing that, mm-hmm. that you're talking about. Like, I know that's a thing for some kids in like the potty, but he he likes, he has like a little um, thing that goes over the, the big toilet that he can sit on. Mm-hmm. And he likes to like put that up and, and get on it and sit on it. And he, again, he can just kind of like stand and pee at this point. So that's really easy for him. So I don't know. Yeah. Just finding a little bit of motivation, I think is uh, really important, especially if your kid is really headstrong to, well, and it doesn't help that she's like sick like that. That's a whole other variable, I guess. Yeah. Poor kid. I don't know. I I wonder if she's like, just like really trying to fake us out because the last Mm -hmm. time we were like, this is happening. Mm Hmm she got sick mm. she just get sick well <laughs> they're gonna get sick all the time is yeah it's just like a reality yeah it sucks that's a struggle do you go with it like just like well you're gonna be sick like literally every two until mm-hmm. you're like six so <laughs> you do. yeah yeah what are the things you want to do over the summer well we want to do this um this gym it's like a summer camp slash like gym that uh we want her to go to like it's really great this is on top of her dancing and soccer and everything it's like an extra thing yes oh wow it will it's going to be like what she does during the day so um she'll go like two times a week and so they teach like social emotional stuff through like activities and like cool like gymnastics and stuff and so, yes, this is going to be on top of <laughs> That'll be like her daycare, though. Yeah, it's going to be like her daycare. But that's good. They're leaning towards her, like leaning towards, you know, like like building self-confidence. And not that she's. Oh, like, she's very deficient yeah, in this yeah. area. So yeah. that's. <laughs> but um, and it just be something fun for her to do um, during the day and do it with a bunch of other kids. Yeah. And, you know, I figured that like this would be great for her because like academically, you know, like she will do that stuff like maybe 10 to 20 minutes a day. And that's sufficient, you know, for like where she's at right now, the rest of the time, like she can spend like doing some of these other things. So I showed her some videos on YouTube 
of like what they do at the school and she like mm. really liked it and so they like do coordinated dances and they like jump around and they sing songs all day and they do the parachute and they do like all that stuff parachute too. yes yeah um but actually wesley i had not thought of that that like soccer is also starting as well you can't but be I, pee in your pants in the soccer field that's yeah. that's not allowed yeah you can't do that so yeah, so we have to do, we have to, we have to get all these things. I'm hoping for a breakthrough, right? We have to stay consistent, and I think like that's the thing with Shelly. She's like, they'll break. <laughs> like, I'll get them. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I think consistency is going to be our theme, right? Yeah. Again, it's easier said than done, but on the other hand, of the hard things, it's one of the least hard. I would say. Yeah. It's just a matter of uh, not letting it be an option not to. Right. It's a it's a removal of the of the opt out. One of the first things that's one of the first things I would say, like really helped me level up as a teacher thinking about classroom management and stuff. The opt out like, oh, like you'll just not have to do this thing. It's so easy to allow that. But then when you take that away, when you just say like, no, like we're all actually going to do this. And if you're not doing it, I'm not going to struggle with you. I'm just going to, you know, give all my attention to these other students who are doing the thing that. I think that's really, really important. And mm-hmm. and the same goes for any any area of leadership, I guess. So, well, anyway, okay. I did want to talk about this meal prep thing for a sec here because William has lately taken to using his kitchen. Um, nice. I don't know if you have like a play kitchen. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. He's gotten really into it. And he has a special hat that he wears when he's in there, his chef's hat. Nice. And we call it the barbecue hat because it came from a barbecue festival and he wears that and he gets his oven going and he starts cooking stuff. And usually he's cooking spaghetti. The spaghetti actually looks like uh, eggs though. So it's, it's quite the mixture that he gets going in there. But also Stephanie is very brave and is willing to let him come up on his stool and use things in the real kitchen at the real counter. Nice. Um, so he's been helping her with her, meal prep for she wants to she has this vision of having all this food frozen that's like ready to eat and you just pull it out of the freezer and warm it up Mm -hmm. um when she's got the new little baby and everything going on so they're working on that they're taking all the food that's about to go bad in our fridge and cooking it and (laughs) they're gonna freeze it i think right now they're working on some breakfast burritos and stuff so Yeah. And, and the, the thing that William said, he has some variations on this thing that he'll say, but when he feels like he has to poop, he'll sometimes like narrate that for you and let you know, uh, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And so he was cooking in his kitchen the other day. And then he was like, sometimes cookers have to go poop. And he just like <laughs> left his stuff there and he went and, and it is poop. And then if you like ask him too often, then he'll just be like, no, like I don't have to poop right now. you know. And so, yeah, they'll it's it's a tricky balance to where you're you're making sure they're aware of what their body's telling them but if you insist too much they they kind of dig in their they heels resist yeah yeah so maybe you just tell shelly like sometimes cookers gotta poop that's yeah. what friend william told you yeah so it's true mm-hmm. um so we'll see how that goes we'll see if that vision bears fruit yeah. uh and if um you know if i end up doing a lot of cooking after all okay so we started this game last time yes where we read things <laughs> off of the Reddit, Am I the Asshole? Uh, so we've got one 
that we wanted to read today. And we also have a variation on the game because, you know, as soon as we started talking about this, Google heard and started showing me things and started mm-hmm. sending me things. And one of the things that I found is this other newsletter type site called Substack has one that is titled, Is My Kid the Asshole? Okay. Probably. So I don't know what order you want to do. Should we do the the real one or the, the kid version first? Um, I don't know. Let's flip a coin. What? Mm-hmm. What number am I thinking of between um, one and ten? If you get if you get it, we do am I the asshole first, and if you don't, then we do the substack first. You're thinking of one number between one and ten? Yes. And I'm supposed to guess it? Yeah. Oh man, I feel like this is a lot of pressure. Is it eight? Oh nope. It was seven. Close. You were close. We're on the same wave, Wesley. So it looks like we're doing the substack first. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. So Substack is like a glorified blog, basically. And this person called Melinda Moyer has titled hers, Is My Kid the Asshole? Um, But there is a post on there about how she's like trying to rebrand, I guess. I don't know why. I think this is a brilliant name for a a blog or newsletter, whatever it is. And so she does a lot of stuff on there. It looks like some of it is maybe subscriber only. And I don't know if you have to pay to subscribe or whatever. I don't know how it works. But one thing she does is like post a thing and then try to get some comments going. And she posted one <laughs> that is called the quote unquote old movies you've watched with your kids. And she's saying, I want some suggestions for family movies. You know, these could include movies from your childhood and like really old movies, which, you know, is anything, I guess, our age or slightly older, possibly. Yeah. All right. So what what do you what do you what's jumping out at you from these comments people put on here? Let me see here. Um, it's funny. Well, one of the, some one of the things that I've looked at here is like how many of people's kids hate the movies that they've that they've watched. It's it's just like perspective is such a um, like a funny thing yeah. because and maybe they used to say that for us too. Because if you look at like when you look at like movies that like our parents watched when they were kids, you're like, oh, what is this? Like, what? Where are the graphics? Where are the, you know, like special effects? You know, yeah. like and all this stuff. And it's just gotten so much better for them that when they see like these like low resolution, like that's obviously not real, like movies, they're just like yeah. not interested. Yeah. I, fi- I I I'm like that a lot of the times with like older scary movies. Like it's obviously not real you know what i mean like my brain knows it's not real your brain didn't because that was as good as it got right but now that it's so much better i feel like um my brain has you know gotten over some of this stuff one of the things though like we did watch we started to watch the little mermaid so we were thinking i was thinking about like all these (laughs) disney movies i'm having a really hard time with this like i'm having a really hard time with this because we give Shelly freedom to, you know, choose a lot of things, right? Oh, yeah. But some of the stuff, like, we started watching The Little Mermaid, and it just did not age well, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. we probably got through, like, the first 10 minutes of it, and I was like, we're not watching this. You know? like and- <laughs> For sure. For sure. We actually watched that recently with some friends. We go to a friend's house every Friday. They do a movie night with pizza mm-hmm. it's like their kind of little thing and they mm-hmm. started inviting friends over and so we've gone a few times and we watched robin hood the disney mm-hmm. version of that great mm-hmm. stood up awesome 
Uh, also, the kids got a little bored with it, though, I guess. It's kind of weird. It's like that weird old psychedelic Disney stuff that happens sometimes. Yeah. Um, fever dream uh, <laughs> music portions. But no. But yeah, then then the most recent one was the, uh, the Little Mermaid and then Finding Dory. And mm-hmm. I didn't go to the Finding Dory one. I stayed home. I took a break. But the Little Mermaid was, yeah, it's awkward. It's awkward to try to watch yeah. that with kids. <laughs> yeah. And like, um, it's just so dumb. I don't know. <laughs> but he loves Ponyo. Have you all watched Ponyo? No, I don't remember him. We talked about Ponyo. this already. Yeah. yeah. From like no, he is really back on the Ponyo train. Like he okay. was on the Totoro for a little while there. Mm-hmm. Very similar kind of thing. Uh, right now it's Ponyo. All Ponyo all the time. We have a picture book of it. That's like the only thing he wants to read right now before bed. Um, yeah. And he's, he started playing. He starts doing imaginative play where he's like being characters from the movie and he's like doing stuff doing scenes he reenacts and just like endlessly endlessly talks about this so Shelly does that with Encanto sorry Wesley that's good yeah (laughs) Yeah. but does she and that's the thing though like you're describing where the movie is like not that good it can still be good enough for them to get like that imaginative piece they'll Mm -hmm. take something from it they'll glom onto something and that'll sort of be refiltered through them and it'll come back out in a way that they can actually like enjoy it um even if objectively it's like not that good so i don't know so whatever it is for whatever reason the disney movies haven't really stuck for him yet um stephanie does try to like push those but he really likes the um studio ghibli ones that we watch a lot i don't know i don't know about some of these um disney movies they do obviously a lot better job now but like some of them just have not aged well you know Mm -hmm. like and it's it's not even the movie in itself. So I'm very interested to see like what the um the new Little Mermaid is gonna look like, like what oh, the dynamic right. is gonna be like in that one. Because it's just like you know, I don't wanna be like one of those parents that are just like, Oh, my kids can't watch this. You know what I mean? Like if she mm-hmm. really wanted to watch it, ultimately like she would watch it, right? But she really wasn't that interested. I'm like, you know, like all right, well, I don't know if this is the best message. For like in the first 10 minutes, she's just like, oh, for anything to be good in my life ever, I need <laughs> like, yeah, you know, these, all these external things, um, which is like, like completely the opposite of what it is we want to teach her. So, and the dad yeah. is just not, yeah. he is uh, not a good uh, figure. He's very yeah. scary. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's scary. They're genuinely yeah. frightening sometimes. Yeah. So like, I don't know about I don't know about that. One of the things I thought about this though is that not necessarily the the movie that <laughs> this is going to be so nerdy, but not the movie that like from my childhood, but a movie I can't wait to watch with my kids, right? Like is mm-hmm. A Man for All Seasons, which is admittedly Ooh. a very old movie, right? Great. Like a movie. very old movie. Talk about leadership lessons. <laughs> yes, man. but it is just like, you know, you know, um, stand on your morals, no matter the consequence, you know, I think it's such There's a great consistency. Message. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With like, um, St. Thomas More. I think I tried to watch it with KJ like one time when he was like seven and he was like, mm, I'm good. I think they're going to need to be a little older. So a lot of these old <laughs> yeah. movies and the, the people posting here, they're like live action films, you know, like old, I don't know, eighties movies and stuff. That's just really not, appropriate for little kids and they wouldn't be interested in them i think so yeah there is a point where we really haven't even let william watch anything like live action yet just because it seems like a little bit too overwhelming or something i don't know so like we're sticking to cartoons and stuff for now so 
we would never watch like Jurassic Park, something that, whoa, yeah. <laughs> Even the Goonies. Yeah, some of this stuff is just like, I don't think he'd be interested in. But well, eventually, I don't know what age, but eight or nine, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that Shelly's interested in it, but she's definitely watched like all the Jurassic Worlds. Like she's watched them because her cousin Napoleon is like so into dinosaurs. Oh, and so like okay. she's okay. really into dinosaurs. And so like when he's here, like he wants to watch Jurassic World sometimes. And like, so a lot of times, like it's just background for her. Like she's really not interested in it. Not she's only attention. interested. Yeah. yeah. As much as like he's interested in it. And that like, that's where um, it makes sense. But like, I don't know, like a lot of the movies from our childhood just like didn't get it done. You know what I mean? Like there's so much better now, you know? And I think like a lot of the movies that um, like I watch with Shelly, I'm like, this is a good movie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm like, I, I watched this again. Like, like when we were talking about like the strange world, that movie, right. like when Shelly went to bed, like I finished it. Like I was like, I want to see what happens. Like I want to know how this story ends, you know? Like, so yeah, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, I think just a lot of the stuff is just so much better now. So much more aware of like the world and the messages exactly they send but sometimes i think i have this sneaky thought of like are there like messages you know like in the world in like that are being like put forth now that 20 years from now people are going to be like oh that's so you know Mm -hmm. 2020 you know what i mean like of course of course like (laughs) and so like so then i wonder like you know is it trying to like shield shelly from these things or is it is it like building her up to the point to where she can just like manage you know, because there's there's like all sorts of messages in the world, right? Like, and I think ultimately she needs to just be in things, not to get too deep on what was. No, but this is <laughs> this is our resilience conversation. Yeah. Um, another angle on, yeah, I, mm-hmm. absolutely. I think you get stuck in a place where if you're always worried about how it's going to be viewed in hindsight, then you're kind of paralyzed because mm-hmm. that's a that's an endless pursuit of of a ever receding you know utopia i i just that is not i think very productive (laughs) um but and the the kind of vision that a film portrays can be really powerful for kids to understand their own thinking about you know moral questions whatever they might be yeah Yeah, maybe it will look kind of bad in hindsight but at least they sort of start somewhere and they Mm -hmm. have a I don't know, a, a frame of reference for that. And and these are things you just, I think it, you really have to just give them a lot of different material to, to like I said, they, they'll take from it what they will. And, and that forms a really important like base layer of who they are. Um, they need these images, these words, all kinds of even bad smells, right? All of that's right. going to kind of <laughs> recombine inside. And that's sort of a place from which they can start to form who they really are all those memories and imagination and play and stuff like it would, it would be so sad, I think, to, to, to deprive a kid from all that stuff in the name of trying to protect them. Yeah. Uh, Cause then, then what are they going to have? Yeah. <laughs> like they don't, don't, they're not building any sort of like calluses, right. Uh-huh. On, in any uh-huh. one way or another. And so, you know, it's, it's kind of like when, um, when you're hurt in a sport and you need to wrap your ankle, right? But the more you wrap your ankle, the weaker your ankle gets. So at some point, 
right? Like you need to rehabilitate it, rehabilitate it. You can't just keep an ankle on that rat because ultimately then that just becomes a crutch. And then when you're just walking, you roll your ankle because, you know, the muscles haven't muscled, right? Like, yeah. so, yeah. um, and so here you are. So, yeah, I mean, raising these, raising these kids are hard. And um, some people might think it's shit. Uh, in our, our next <laughs> segment, right? Um, <laughs> I am the asshole. Um, right, now, the full real thing. Yeah, <laughs> the real thing. We we do not condone any of the things said in this. We don't know. We we don't know. This is just for fun, okay? Google, if you're listening, please stop sending us increasingly (laughs) extreme material. (laughs) Cool it. Not going to click it. So we have not read this. And we we have thought that it is probably more authentic if we just don't read it. But we have read the title, okay? We don't know what this person's opinion is. We're just going to react to it because it's fun, okay? And we're just trying to have fun. This is our social self-care. All right. So (laughs) am I the asshole for admitting being a parent is shit and kids can be the world's biggest assholes. Mm. <laughs> okay. I am 28. I have four kids and I know what you're thinking <sighs> based off the title, but let me explain. We planned on we planned on only every ever having one child. So after my daughter, four was born, my husband, 28, got the snit. Well, as they say, life is full of surprises. I welcomed my triplets into the world 18 months ago, and I love my boys. I really do. But my God, are they hard work. And not to mention, my stomach, ass, and tits are ruined. Do it. I've, you know they're not, okay? Like, you love your body, okay? I've zero time for myself, like having a private shower and poop is a luxury. Now my husband does pull his weight because I not... I not have one of I'm not one of those women who puts up with the BS, but unfortunately, he had to go take extra hours at work because four kids, especially at that age, um, are grow they grow out of everything and it's expensive. So tonight we had for the first time in two years a night out with our friends. We have uh, three child-free friends, a couple, Dan and Kate, Cat, and a single friend, Alice. Everyone was was putting their opinions and knows where they shouldn't about why we should want kids and basically telling them how great being a parent is that kids make everything better. (laughs) I couldn't help it, but I said, guys, it's really not being a parent. It's really not. Being a parent is shit. Yes, there are more positives than negatives, but I, I love my kids more than life itself, but they can be assholes. Like sometimes I want to sleep until six, but unfortunately I have four hungry kids that need attention. So mama has to wait till nap time to brush her teeth. Then I went on to tell a story of how all four of our kids pooped slash puked all over my husband um, at his, at our brother's wedding. So most of them started <laughs> laughing, telling stories of the real side so, so most of them started laughing, telling stories of the real side of parenthood and what they missed, of course, is my, my child-free friends were extremely thankful and enjoyed a laugh, but two friends asked me to walk to the toilet and chewed me out for being so rude and putting my kids down as if I hated being a mother so much I should give them up. I told them I love my kids and love being their mom. But we shouldn't BS people about parenthood. I got called uh, B-I-T-C-H, a Karen, an asshole, and 
even one left early while the other was in a mood which ruined the whole night, causing most of the group to go home, right? So not only do her kids ruin her life at home, they ruin her, her dinners out with kids as well. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. Is she quite the, an quite the reach. No, I would never, I would never pile on after she went through <laughs> such a thing. Having triplets when you thought there was no possibility of it is that is i feel like that's the universe telling you something and you might not want to hear it but maybe you're a really good mom you know like maybe you're just like built to and yeah going back to the body image thing like maybe that is yeah that's that's not a thing to complain about but to be like whoa what a blessing and and then also the complaining, the venting, <laughs> of course you have to make room for that. And what right. a cool thing to actually get a night out with friends. Like I don't think I don't think that's even in the cards at this point for, for a lot of us. So it's interesting. Like, yeah, it seems like she kinda let her guard down and she was vulnerable and she said some stuff and then her friends, quote unquote, were not having it. And I wonder what that says about them. Like none of them have kids. Yeah. So are <laughs> they feeling a certain amount of guilt slash mm-hmm worry about like are we ever going to have kids and one is even single so um there's probably some emotions there it, like, it's it's always more complicated than just being like yeah you're the asshole like but in this case especially i feel a lot of uh sympathy for this person not not a bitch not a karen no no no, <laughs> no. no let's stop the name calling yeah <laughs> i know and i think you're absolutely right she's not the asshole like you have to like take time out to vent. There's actually um well good theory um in leadership that like taking time to just like vent out your frustrations. Um on the other end, obviously like, you know, trying to fix the problem, right? But taking that time to just bleh is actually really good. Um yes. you know, for your leadership abilities. And so, you know, I imagine she is a good mom because she can go to dinner with friends and say these things like about her kids. Now, you know, obviously she needs maybe a different group of friends at this point, but like, yeah. like the fact that she goes out and says it like voice that gets that sort of um, release of like energy or pent up frustrations that comes with having like three triplets, right? Like let's not gloss over that one. And, and another, you know, four year old actually, probably equips her more to go home and be like a caring and loving person. You know what I mean? Like, I think um, the frustration with like, like being able to vent to you about how Shelly like tricked me and then went and took a shit under the table. Like what the, (laughs) right? Like makes me like better because it's just sort of like, gets it out there on the table. You know what I mean? Like, or under the table. Or under the table. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, so I think it definitely makes, makes, um, it doesn't make her the asshole and Reddit agrees actually. Okay. Like she's not the asshole. Like people are like, no, you're not. And I think if you have kids, right. Right. And like, I think what one of our episodes is called like all kids are narcissists. That's right. Because they are right. Like, and anyway, but yes, they are narcissists and that's a good thing because that means they're developing. Right. And they're like asking for what they need and just what they need with their limited, um, albeit growing brain capacity, right? Like, and so, you know, that's just how it shakes out. But to, but to not see it as a reality, I think sets you up for failure, right? Because if you can't look at it, like what's real, 
you know, that like, oh, when we go into the store, I'm going to tell my kid that they can't have a thing and they're not going to be able to handle that because all they can think about is themselves, right? Like if you were saying that about an adult, that might be seen as an insult, but there are some adults that can't do that. But if you're saying that about a kid, you're just being real with the situation. When I tell Shelly she can't have this, she's going to flip shit, you know, and that's okay. (laughs) You know, and is that an assholeish thing to do? Yeah. But that's just where she's at right now. Still love you, you know. But and let's be real. She says that. I think she's pretty yeah. clear about that, right? <laughs> this does not yeah. mean she doesn't love her kids or mm-hmm. doesn't even see the the great things about being a parent. It just means that, yeah, that's that's how it is. And sometimes you just gotta call it like it is. Call a spade a spade or an asshole an asshole. You know, like uh, yeah. yeah, but you know. The world's biggest asshole <laughs> is what she she said. But yeah, I mean, you know, if you were gonna if you were gonna do uh some data points on like you know asshole by age, you know, like in the world, they'd mm-hmm. probably mostly all be children because they have not grown out of it yet. <laughs> so that, that makes sense. Um, but if you don't want them to be an asshole, you gotta have some consistency. Which and we definitely all want that yes. to come to pass. Yes. So let's see, how can we help them on the journey out of assholedom and into maturity? Yeah. <laughs> consistency. consistency. Consistency is the word of the day. All right. So funny story with this leadership lesson, if it's not interrupted by dogs or, you know, some of the assholes around the house, right? Like, <laughs> we... so I'm up this morning. I told myself you had a rough night. But, you know, not being active is not going to make it better. So you need to do something. So when I when I need to do something that is like relatively easy, I break out the spin bike, right? You just sit there. You don't have to jump, move around, do anything. You just kind of break it out. But we have two spin bikes. In fact, actually, we have four. We have two big people spin bikes. And we have two little kids spin bikes. Yeah. Don't ask me how we got them. One was supposed to be returned because it okay. was effective. And then it didn't get returned. And they sent another one. And so now we have two, like, and, you know, one's on Amazon. So we, you know, got the bikes and KJ's like, can I work out with you today? I was like, what? Right? Like he is not wanting to work out (laughs) in like a really long time, like over like a really long time. So I was like, I don't know. I'll think about it. Like, (laughs) go, like, we'll see. Right. And I was thinking to myself, like, okay, so he's saying he wants to do this thing. Right. And I was like, all right well, I should just let, let him do it. Like, okay, fine. Like he wants to do it. Like, despite all the conversations we had around basketball season and like, you should maybe work out a little more. So you're not as tired as much anyway. So I was like, so if he's wanting to do this, I should just do it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so I'm like, I call him downstairs. just like, yeah, grab a bike. You know, we're going to hop on the bike today. Right. And, um, so there's certain levels of it. There's some that are longer, but less intense, but just as intense because they're longer. There's someone that are shorter and intense, like, you know, hit, right? Because Shelly was potty training, I knew we needed to do a hit because she was trying to, we're trying to get her on the potty every 30 minutes and the hit is a perfect 30 minutes, right? So we get on the pot. So we get on the, the bike and I'm right next to Jojo's bassinet because he likes to watch me work out. Mel's upstairs with Shelly. So it's me, Jojo. KJ, we're on, we're on the thing, right? And we're, we're, we're off, right? Move, music's pumping. Things are going great, you know? And we're just like going through this thing. And I can tell KJ is really struggling, right? Like he is struggling, right? Usually like I would have been like, come on, you know, pick it up. You can, you know, but I was like, "Uh, I don't know how helpful that is right now because your boy's hurting, you know? And so, you know, like I'm just going through the thing 
So we get through the workout and, um, you know, we get off the bike, we do the stretch, you know, and, it, you know, I'm just getting ready to transition, put the bikes back up and stuff like that. And I'm like, put your bike up. And KJ sits down on the chair and he's like, my head hurts. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, like he's in, he's like in a lot of pain. And it actually reminded me of you, Wesley. <laughs> my thoughts also went to that. <laughs> this was before there was such a thing as spinning and biking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's same, same principle. Yeah. Yeah. Same principle. Like uh, the one time when you came to visit and we decided we were going to do a workout. And you were like, I'm like, Wesley, are you sure? You know, like we were, (laughs) but (laughs) you're like, yeah, Wesley, you were very competitive. You're very competitive, but like you were hurting after you were, you were hurting a little bit. Like, I don't know if I've ever recovered from that. (laughs) You were were struggling, but KJ was struck. And I, I remember laughing, not like, because I was like, oh, you suck. But like, it reminded me of the time when you were sitting on that recliner and I was like, like, this might be your last day on earth. I was like you are i'm like are you good and he's like i'm good i'm good he's like i'm not good you know something and he's gonna puke i'm like all right well take your time you know like you know and stuff like that and then i gave him a little time wow and i'm like okay put the bikes up and stuff like that but as he was going through this right what i had realized is that kj had he's going through something he's going through something because before he would work out with me probably like every day Right. Yeah. Like he, he would work out with me every day. And he would, when we got the new bike, he would use the other bike and he would kill it. Like I have videos of him just like killing it, like just being fine. But yeah. he had sort of like, you sort of like withdrawn from that, you know, sure. and has not really done any of the workouts. And in a lot of other ways, I'm like, this is sort of like what he's done with his life. Right. Like he's sort of like withdrawn a little bit. And so, you know, like after my shower, like I was upstairs with Jojo um, and I was like, we just probably need to have a conversation, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm like, and I'm like, what is like, like when you were going, like what was going through your head when you wanted to, you know, just like all of a sudden they work out, like you thought you were going to kill it, didn't you? He's like, yeah, I really did. You know, <laughs> I'm like, I was just like, you know, that's not how this works, KJ. That's not how any of this works. You know, (laughs) Um, I was like, the reason why I love for you to do sports is that like, like athleticism is like a metaphor. And we went over what metaphor means just to review, right? It's like a metaphor for everything else, Mm -hmm. you know, like you can't just stop, you know, like doing workouts and then expect to start one day and and for you to be in the same place you were today. Like you were struggling. Like it was hard to watch, KJ. <laughs> you know? Like it was hard to watch because it just, you know, was like, I've seen you do so much better than that, mm-hmm. you know? But like, but this is just how life works. I'm like, this is where you're struggling. You're struggling mentally, you're struggling spiritually or emotionally, and you're struggling physically because you chose to withdraw from the work. And the thing is, is that like you can't just like just hop back in and be fine. Like once you hop in, it's going to be really hard to build up those muscles again. Like it's going to be hard to talk about like how you're feeling. It's going to be hard to get the grades up to where you need to be. And it's going to be hard, you know, and I had to throw this in there to be a beast on the bike like me, you know, and you know, he laughed, he laughed, but like, like, but that's the point. You can't just stop and then start and expect to be like where you were as like, and I've like, we've talked about this in therapy, like where I've said that like over the past year or so like you've just sort of like withdrawn into this like 
person that like, I don't know who this person is, right? Like, mm. like, and I've said that, you know, I've seen a lot of weakness and I'm like, not in a bad way, but this is what I'm talking about. The fact that you can't engage in this workout in the way that you used to, like, do you understand what I mean now? Like, he's like, yeah, like I'm pretty weak. I'm like, yeah, in more ways than one, not, you know what I mean? And, and like, I think it's important that like in this moment you hear it, right? Like that, like you've chosen not to do the work in several different ways. And I think it's important that like, we just sort of take this lesson. So like, you have a choice, right? Like tomorrow you can choose to work out. Maybe not, maybe not this hard, right? Mm -hmm. But you can choose to do something else, you know, like other than drown in the Netflix rabbit hole, you know? But I mean, like, but like these choices have consequences, KJ, you know, like we have to let you make these choices, right? And I think, and I was like, I hope you see today, like what I'm talking about is that like, it wants you to be better. Cause here's one of the things he did go out and he, he did go and do a workout in his room. Right. And he said this, and he said, like, I did a workout in my room the other day. And after I told myself, that's not as hard as I could work. Right. Like, so he knew. Right. And I was like, see, that's the thing. That's the thing. Like when you do things in community, like when you were doing that workout with, with me in the room, right. That's the power of like people in your life that hold a standard because you understand the difference, right? Like I knew you were done in the first 10 minutes, right? It was clear you were done and I'm proud that you kept going. But what was clear was that like, <laughs> like it, this wasn't going to be, you know, like a good experience right now. Right. right? right. But I was like, and eventually you want to be able to, to like hold yourself accountable. But that's sort of the point, right? Like of, of us, me and your aunt right? We hold the standard. And when you do things around us, you understand the difference. And so like take those two workouts, you know, and what it, what it means to really like do well at a thing, you know, you got to be consistent, right? Like you can't just fall off and then jump back in. So like, my hope is that he sort of like takes this lesson because I think like in those moments, you can't like not sort of like use that moment. You know what I mean? Like it's in my head, like, I didn't even think about it. I was like, he's going to be fine. Like, sure, like, he'll be fine. But like, when I saw it, I was like, holy shit, like he's really out of shape. You know what I mean? Like, and <laughs> you know, like, but I'm not used to, I, I, my, my mental makeup, because he's worked out with me since he was like six, I've never seen him so out of shape. Mm-hmm. And it sort of made clear to me so many other things, right? Like how in many other ways he may be like out of shape. Well, and it's not even just a metaphor, right? It's like literally the case that if you if you let yourself slack in one area, it's gonna impact every other one um, pretty directly, right? Like your physical right. health, your mental health. Yeah, there, there's not like a strict division between those, right and, and then the heart uh, or the spirit. Like, of course, he's gone through a lot. Yeah, and and I'm sure he has a lot going on. But it's great that he's willing to try to jump back on. Um, but I agree. Yeah, you, you can you can seize that and strike while the iron's hot, right? And say yeah. like, here is the uh, <laughs> here's the importance of of doing this more yeah. than just once in a blue moon, right? Because I think with teens and tweens, you sort of have to wait for moments. You know what I mean? Like they're kind of over the lessons. You know, like um, you just kind of got to wait for those moments. And one thing I did share with him is that like, you know, it's, it's not like you have to be, you know, the best all the time. Like I shared with him certain moments, like, you know, um, like if there's like a lot going on at work, you know, or when Jojo was born or like, and I was like, or when you're, when your dad passed, 
even then I made a commitment, like the hardest weeks, I have to move at least three times a week. Like it can be a walk, it can be a, you know, the bike or whatever, but three's my rock bottom. You know what I mean? Like that's, <laughs> like, that's what it is for me. That's my rule. Right. So like, it doesn't matter what it is, but like, that's my rock bottom. And so like, you need to define that for yourself. Like no matter what you're going through, right? Like what is the bare minimum that you will do to keep yourself above, keep your head above water. Right. Right. Like in, in certain ways and just figure out what that is and just do it. Right. Like, I'm sure it's more complicated than that, but like, you know, I just thought I should like, you know, yeah, things get hard for me too. Um, but when they do, like I have my safety net, my safety net is I will do this three times a week. My safety net is that I will make sure that like, I will only, you know, I'll try to, um, if I can't read something, I'll try to watch something interesting. You know what I mean? Like some brain candy on YouTube or something, but something, you know, so that like, I just don't like fall into the shallows right like so we'll see how it goes but like the whole point is that consistency like even when you can't be consistent like having a consistent inconsistency <laughs> you know like makes the difference because if you don't you will consistently get worse right like and like it's small amounts over time and we were we started talking about basketball i'm like yeah i'm sure, I'm sure you bet like i'm sure you thought to yourself did you ever think to yourself like man i'm in a lot of shape he's like yeah i was like but yeah, yeah you know but like you can catch your breath real quick in basketball and then you can get back on the court. But had you had to play the whole game, you would have really knew, but you didn't really have the opportunity. Right. But this was an opportunity, right? Like this is what it is. Right. Because like these workouts, they're really fitness tests, right? Like, you know, you sort of understand sort of like where you're at, you know? So, and then I showed him a video on Instagram that I'd been saving for him when he was ready for it. Oh, but this basketball courts coach saying like things don't get, less hard you just handle hard better right and uh, that's one of the things that she was saying like you don't like basketball doesn't get easier school doesn't get easier life doesn't get, you just handle hard better you know like life's not getting you have two kids instead of one three instead of two you know what i mean like you just handle it and you do the things that you need to do to handle it better right so yeah consistency critically important all right we'll see how it Goes into the school week coming up here. We'll see how it plays out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, make sure he gets back on that bike. Mm -hmm. And this is That's the point where everyone holds their breath. You and Melanie included. I know exactly what you're thinking, right? Everyone starts to hold their breath. How will this week go? Yeah. Right after this moment of connection and like, you know, trying to work on things. How will it go? We shall see. We'll see. Check in again on the KJ saga mm -hmm. next week potty training alarm clock mm -hmm. probably going off somewhere which has been featured on this podcast so, uh-huh yeah. <laughs> well thanks so, again joe thanks wes Appreciate Tunnel. Tunnel.